Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stanfall. I am Greg Sussman. That is EY Eric Young. Frank, hey, what's happening, buddy? Greg, hey, happy Thursday to you, buddy. Week 14 is here. The fantasy football playoffs for most are here. If you're playing a 10 team league, you might start next week, but most people are starting. Well, you're an idiot this playing week, week 17. You can. That too. You oh, should no. play in 10 team leagues. Right. You should find two more friends. It's not that hard. We'll help you find friends. We are best friends. We are. And don't play in week 17. No. Don't, don't play in weeks. Just, just don't do it. You know, I, I'm, I'm um, doing very well. How'd you sleep last night, buddy? I slept really... I was so... T- you know, I was so tired last night. <laughs> you know, I was, I was, we were working really hard last night writing all those things, right? Like, writing, we were writing all these bios. Yeah, you're hard. not kidding. And there's a lot of, like, energy that goes into that, obviously, right? So, I get home. I, uh, I watch Watchmen, which is awesome. EY, you watch... I think you could watch Watchmen. I watched the first episode. It's uh, I don't really know what it is or what it's about yet, but uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm into it. So you shot you would like it too, man. It's awesome. So I watched. Watch <laughs> I have about ten shows on the on the queue waiting uh, waiting to go. I watched the I watched the Terps. It was a great win. It was awesome. Let's go Terps! And then after writing all those bios that we had to write, like thirty of them. How did the Terriers do last night? Judy's like, you got to write some thank you notes. I'm like, oh god. So I sat and wrote some thank you notes. Oh man. And then I was just like. And a monster headache after, and she's just like, "Are you dying after these ten? I'm like, "I am so tired." I was also working with the guys up here till like eleven thirty last night. I was like, "I am exhausted." Went to bed, woke up, felt refreshed, and here we are, baby. Let's go. Here we are. Let's go. Cowboys versus Bears tonight. It all starts week fourteen, getting kicked off Thursday night football. Ey, how are you doing, buddy? How'd you sleep last night? I feel like I never ask you how you sleep. And he's gone. And. He's gone. <laughs> but this is a great, it's a great, this is a great picture. And we need of a EY. screenshot of EY. We know what show to take it from. Oh man, I was about to like grab my phone and just take a selfie with him. Like, oh my god, right here live in studio with even, EY. I, the remote's over there, so I can't even turn it off. This is great. EY's this is great. I mean, look, we, if we didn't bring it up, nobody would know that he's frozen. It's awesome. Hey EY. Hey EY. Um, he's watching Watchmen. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> 
Dr. Manhattan over here. I, and there it is. Now, now he's really gone. I got the bars. <laughs> now he's got nothing. Well, this, is li- this is live Skype action here. Look at this. This is cool. And look, we have professional producers downstairs. Has leaving it on the split screen it? shot. Awesome. Good shot, guys. I'm proud of everybody. I'm proud of everybody. Um, uh, but EY is actually gone forever. Yeah, he's gone forever. Um, you know what I'm a little annoyed at? Two things. One, I forgot to text EY that what went down in his lead that people came to blows. I meant to text him about that. I got to do it today. We will do it today. Okay. Second thing is, when people see, like, people, especially the split shot that we have right now, you got this, like, really nice, like, dress shirt on. And they're like, oh, wow. Frank really dresses Bull up. Ralph Lauren. Me, I got my sweater and, and T-shirt on, which is what I'm supposed to wear for what we're doing later. Greggy's in his pajamas. <laughs> But anyway, that's what people are going to say. But this is what we're supposed to wear, right? That's what you, they said. You're not wrong. So I'm wearing it. And then I, so I asked Alex, oh, I got a sweater on Black Friday. What do you think? He goes, I don't really like it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people downstairs don't seem to like your wardrobe lately, Greg. They're not into it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I just- They're not digging the winter wardrobe. I, I bought a few shirts last week. I don't know what to wear anymore because, yeah. you know, one production is telling me to wear this. The other production is telling me to wear that. So you know what, Greg? I'm just going to wear a button-down shirt. We go over to MSG later. I'll throw on a little jacket. We'll be all good, buddy. All right. We'll be all good. All right. So let's, uh, I know we're getting the games. We're getting the Thursday night football. No Virginia Zaka. She tore her ACL. How about the irony in that? <laughs> she tore her ACL from inside injuries. Uh, it seems that she has quite the injury herself playing soccer. Yeah. I didn't know that she was a soccer player. Oh, I knew player. that. She was an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. So that is uh, very unfortunate. We will not have her this week. Hopefully, she'll be uh, she'll be good to go in, in the coming weeks after she has surgery. But uh, yeah, we. We asked her what her optimal recovery time was. Don't think she liked those jokes. We then gave, we then gave her optimal recovery time. <laughs> she didn't like that one either. No, no response. Um, let's I, in fact, she just might never join us again, Greg, at this point. It wouldn't be the first girl you sh- sh- shoot away. What does that mean? You know what it means. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I you know what it means. I don't know what you're talking about. I know what it means. Um, all right, let's get some breaking news before we hit the break. James Conner. Out this Sunday for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He will not return at Arizona. Are you comfortable, EY, going back to Benny Snell? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, I think if you have Benny Snell or, you know, you were carrying Benny Snell in replace of Connor, like what choice do you have? It's not like uh, you would have a bunch of other running backs that you could get. I mean, Snell looked okay. Uh, so, I mean, comfortable, I don't think would be the word to describe it. I think I would, I'd feel forced to play him. I don't know if force is the right word either. You're right, EY. Like, I wouldn't feel comfortable with it. I, I think I would just feel fine. Like, that's the word that I would say about fine, Benny maybe. Snell as a as a low-end RB2, a high-end RB3 flex option. You know he's not going to do anything in the pass game. He got off to a real slow start last week, Greg, and I was sure. worried. Yeah. They were using Jalen Samuels early on yep. in that game, and Kareth White was getting his uh, his five carries in the first half of that game as well. Uh, but ultimately, when when it came push to shove, Benny Snell ended up being the guy. He scored a touchdown. Uh, he tried his best to do a goal uh, goal dunk. It, it was more like a layup. Sure. Benny Snell, more of a... Well, you're not allowed to dunk it anymore. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a heavier fellow. You're not allowed to dunk it anymore. So I, I, I don't think that he has the the ups to, to get up there to the goalpost. Uh, but he did try his best. He scored a touchdown. The workload has been there for him uh, against Arizona. I think it should be a... Competitive game. I actually really like the Steelers in that game. Um, so I, I think he's a solid flex option, a high-end flex option, Greg. Who would you rather start, James, um, Benny Snell or the Niners guys? Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert, Devin Coleman? So that's basically where I'm up to in my ranking. So I rank my <laughs> top 24, right. and then it's just blah. It's yeah. like everything else. Yeah. It's Benny Snell. Yeah. It's the 49ers running back. So I'm currently working on that. 
But as of now, based on the news that we got from J- James Conner being out, I would prefer Benny Snell over the 49ers. I, I probably agree. There's too much in question when it comes to the Niners. At least Benny Snell. You know he's going to get his 15 carries. You theoretically know his role, yeah. especially against Arizona. All right, we'll take a break. we got Thursday Night Football to preview. That'll be fun between the Bears and the Cowboys. So let's get into that. We'll get over some headlines as well and, and start our Sunday previews. Lot to do. It's BFFs. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Eli, what is gents versus relish? What? Your your t-shirt says gents versus relish. Oh, I gotta look. <laughs> you guys are like, I don't know. I just I just woke up wearing versus this. relish. Yeah, I don't know. It's a violent gentleman t-shirt, hockey, you guys wouldn't understand. All right. So I saw it during the break and I actually said to Greg, what the hell is EY wearing? It looks like an eight bit hockey fight. <laughs> Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is. It's an 8-bit <laughs> hockey fight, like a uh, Nintendo, old Nintendo uh, video game cover shirt. It's super cool, but I never really looked at it that closely, if I'm going to be completely I never honest. Looked, I never read the shirt. I, I feel like I'm obligated to say this for producer Alex downstairs, sure, yeah. but let's go Isles, baby! Yeah, you know, Frank's I don't a, know what that means, Frank's but Frank's a big I Islander it. fan now, you are. He's a big Islander guy. Ah, you gotta love oh, the blue good, and orange. Good year to be an Islanders fan. There you go. I got, I got it right, Greg. There's been a lot of talk this week about Jerry Jones and the kind of owner that he is. He's a good owner. He's a bad owner. He's a battle too much. He's a team together. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this seems silly. Like, why are we doing this? It seems too far. It's because Jerry Jones speaks up to every game. Like, you know what Jerry is, right? Like, you know that Jerry Jones is who he is, for better or worse. Tonight, Jerry Jones leads his team into action in Chicago against the Bears. Bears are a three and a half, I believe, maybe down to three now, point dog tonight at home against Chicago. Frankie, what do you expect for the Dallas Cowboys and the Chicago Bears tonight? Well, it's do or die, basically, for both teams here in this game. The Chicago Bears are technically still alive, but they play in one of the tougher divisions this year in terms of record uh, with the Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings ahead of them as of now. I know that they are still obviously going to try to uh, to make a run for it here. Saw comments from Khalil Mack after their Thanksgiving win against the Lions, uh, but Man, I, I do like the Dallas Cowboys here in this spot. I don't know that I would lay the three. I think just to be safe, I would probably just go with the Dallas Cowboys money line overall here, Greg. And from a fantasy perspective, I think it is a tough spot for Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. So I put out the poll before the show, Greg, mm-hmm. uh, regarding Amari Cooper and how people feel about you know ranking him tonight. And I said, is he a must-start wide receiver? Is he a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three? Or is the matchup just too tough? where you just bench Amari Cooper. And right now, 47% say that he is still a must-start regardless of matchup. I actually think he's more of a low-end wide receiver, too, in this matchup. You know, look, the outside corners uh, for the Bears have been very good. I know that Prince of Mukamara is banged up, but Fuller is still there, and he is one of the better ones in the league. So for me, I think Amari Cooper is uh, more of a 
low-end wide receiver too. And I think that Jason Witten is in a good spot here, Greg. I mentioned him as a waiver wire pickup. You can attack the Bears with tight ends. I think that Randall Cobb is a sneaky play if you play in DFS. Probably not going to use him in my season-long playoffs, uh, but I like his prop as well. I think the Cowboys get it done tonight, Greg. I like the Cowboys tonight as well. I like the other number. Um, that's just three-point favorites, I think. But it is interesting, right, that you like the Cowboys, but you don't like their top weapon, Amari Cooper, which means you probably don't like their other weapon on the outside because your outside quarterbacks are good in, Mike, in Michael Gallup. Are you in love with Ezekiel Elliott tonight? Is that what it is? I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to have a big game. Yeah. I still have him ranked as a top three running back this okay. week. He's coming off a game where he just had 10 targets, seven receptions. So they're starting to use him more in the passing game. I do worry a little bit about Dak from a, from a fantasy perspective. I think that he'll be able to do enough from a real-life NFL perspective to help the Cowboys get a victory tonight. But there's no denying that uh, he has been much better at home this year than he has Absolutely. been on the road. Yeah. He's averaging seven and a half fewer fantasy points on the road this season and 70 fewer passing yards per game on the road this season. Obviously, going into Soldier Field and playing against the Chicago Bears is not going to be an easy task. I think he is more of a low-end QB1, high-end QB2 I can give you a few quarterbacks that I have ranked ahead of him. Well, I got a question about Dak Prescott, actually, this sure. morning. What do you so got? the question was Dak Prescott or Jameis Winston. I would use Jameis Winston. Yeah, that's what I said, too. Yeah, so uh, I have Jameis Winston eighth. I have Tannehill ninth, of course, my boy, EY's boy as well. I have Sam Darnold, QB 10. I'm going back to that well. Uh, and then I have Dak Prescott, QB 11. And, you know, I'm going to put on my rankings later on in Roto Experts. I might drop him even lower than this. I- I'm thinking about doing that. Okay, well, EY, where are you on Dak Prescott tonight? Uh, Frank made a good poll question today in regards to Amari Cooper. What do you think? And, and he's back. He's back. And, and he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? All right, well, anyway, so to me, go back to your Amari Cooper question for a moment. I think Amari Cooper is probably the low end two, high end three, maybe a high end two, um, but not the rock solid High-end wide receiver one tonight. We've seen him in bad matchups. We've seen him underperform. Where did you have Gallup ranked? Uh, he's, he's a solid wide receiver three. Okay. Solid to low-end. He's the top 36 wide receiver. I just I don't feel great about it. I think Mukamara being out, someone's going to benefit from that sure. between Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. I don't know, you know which one exactly. I think that, obviously, they'd probably send more defensive attention Amari Cooper's way. But, ultimately, uh, I do think this is a big Zeke game. I think... Witten gets it done, uh, and I think Randall Cobb will be solid as well. So I'm I'm just not feel, really feeling great about Amari Cooper. You start Jason Witten and Michael Gallup. I I have him as a you know high end tight end too, which is like where the streaming tight ends normally are. I brought this up earlier in the week. The Bears allow the seventh most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. They allow the fourth most receptions. One of my favorite prop bets tonight, Greg, is Jason Witten over three and a half receptions and over twenty. I believe it's twenty four and a half. Receiving yards, it's just a really low number for Jason Witten, who has routinely gone over that. Uh, yeah, his number is 25 and a half. So over thir- three and a half receptions, over 25 and a half receiving yards for Jason Witten tonight. I think he's in play as a streaming tight end. All right, EY, let me, let me get to you. We'll get to the Bears in a second, but yep. let, let me get to you, EY. When it comes to Dallas, Frank uh, brought up how he doesn't love Amari, how he doesn't love Amari Cooper. Tonight, Michael Gallup kind of is what he is. Where are you on all of these Cowboys uh, skill position players tonight? Yeah, I 
think I kind of uh, going along with what Frank says. I think that Ezekiel Elliott is going to show up and show up in, in a big way because the Dallas Cowboys need him. Uh, they were rotten last week. Um, Chicago has been improved. Uh, most importantly, Mitchell Trubisky has been improved. So I feel like Dallas is going to have to move the ball and they're the Chicago Bears outside corners are really good. So that's going to kind of slow Amari Cooper, slow down Gallup. It could be a, a, a sneaky good game for Randall Cobb. Uh, is someone that I would be interested in um, maybe maybe tonight. But, uh, I mean, for sure, I would be going with Ezekiel Elliott, starting him without worry. Greg, Graham Barfield of NFL Fantasy tweeted out this chart of Based on receiver alignment, where defenses have been allowing the most fantasy points over the last eight weeks. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter. He, he puts out great stuff. So over the past eight weeks, Chicago is allowing the ninth. They are ninth against outside wide receivers. So pretty good, obviously, in the top half of the league. They are 17th against slot receivers. So that has been the way to attack the Chicago Bears over the past eight weeks. We did see, you know, Kenny Galladay had the long touchdown last week. Marvin Jones scored a touchdown. I'm not telling people to bench Amari Cooper, obviously. I'm just saying he's not the slam dunk play that he has been all season long. So just keep your expectations realistic when it comes to Amari Cooper. I think most people that have him, you're going to have to play him, obviously. But I do think that there are some other peripheral pieces that can have a good game for the Dallas Cowboys. Let me go over to the other side. That is the Chicago Bears. A lot of people, yourself included, have talked of Anthony Miller. Miller here this week. Where's Anthony Miller in your rankings? So I'm basically in the same predicament where I am with uh, with my running back rankings where I, I've ranked the top 24. Anthony Miller is not going to be a top 24 wide receiver, but he's going to make it in as a, as a top 36 wide receiver three. I am very bullish on Anthony Miller. I, I've been saying that all week long. I mean, his usage has been great. At least nine targets in three straight games. He had the monster game against the Lions on Thanksgiving uh, last week. And I'll go back to this chart, Greggy. The Dallas Cowboys, over the past eight weeks, are allowing the fifth most fantasy points to opposing slot receivers. And they are, at the same time, they are sixth best against outside wide receivers. So, again, like, similar situation to Amari Cooper. I like Anthony Miller a lot tonight, Greg. I am not going to get away from using Allen Robinson, but you have to be, you know, realistic with what you expect in this game. But ultimately, I do like Anthony Miller. His usage has been there. No Taylor Gabriel. Uh, it's basically just him and Allen Robinson who are seeing the targets. Not worried about Javon Wims and you know whatever third-string tight end they're throwing out there. I think the targets are condensed to Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, and Tariq Cohen. Uh, and then David Montgomery is more of a low-end RB2 because of his usage in the red zone. All right, so there you have it. That's how Frankie sees the Bears and the Cowboys breaking down. We're going to stop there. We're going to continue on. we had a lot on Sunday to chat about it, so stick around. A whole lot more coming your way. It's your BFFs, Frank, Greg, and EY on SportsGrid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Back with you, BFFs. 
Frank Snaffle, Eric Young, and Greg Sussman. We're hanging out here on Sports Grid. Thursday Night Football tonight, Cowboys and Bears. What are you going to watch, Frankie? Some beers tonight? Uh, I'm going to stick home. I've got <laughs> I've got to prep for uh, everything tomorrow, too. I still uh, have to take some notes for uh, the rest of the games. I, I've basically taken about 10 games worth of notes, so i got to finish that up. I've got to get my... my Betting notes ready to go for the weekend as well. So, uh, yeah, basically just going to be doing some research while watching the game, drinking some beers, like you mentioned. Uh, I did just want to give out a few other props that I like for tonight. I've I've moved more into the props recently, unless there's like something I really like in the game. I lean with the under tonight. I like the Dallas money line. I could see this game being you know decided by a late game field goal. So I, I don't want to take the I don't want to lay the three with the Cowboys. I would take the money line. Uh, but Witten over three and a half. Witten over 25 and a half, Randall Cobb over 46 and a half, Anthony Miller over 50 and a half receiving yards. Those are my favorite props of the night, Greg. All right, the favorite props of the night, Thursday night football. It should be a fun one in the Windy City tonight. Now, let me move on to Sunday, Frank. I wanna, we wanted to, it's playoffs. And our thought was with Virginia out with her torn ACL, we wanted to spend enough time on all these games today and tomorrow, we can answer more questions tomorrow. We're not rushing through every game because there's no more buys, right? So, like, there's legitimately 16 games this weekend, and we got to make sure we hit them all. So, we wanted to start and hit some of them today. And I want to start in, like, a weird spot. Like, this is the game that we would wind up not hitting tomorrow, right? And that's, like, the Bengals and the Browns, where it's, uh, it's the AFC North. It's two crummy teams from Ohio. and <laughs> Crummy. They are. I like the way you use crummy the way that EY uses rotten. These are two rotten teams. They are. It's exactly what they are. You're not wrong. I just I like the usage of the word. People really like Andy Dalton this week with the Bengals. (laughs) What people? (laughs) What? True. Jim. Not not this people. People from Cincinnati. (laughs) Jim Sonis of FanDuel likes Andy Dalton this week. Well, from a DFS perspective, I'm sure that his salary is really low, and that has a lot to do with it. Cleveland has allowed multiple seven thousand dollars. Cleveland has allowed multiple touchdown passes in eight of twelve games. And they're eight and a half point dogs, so so that'll be in comeback mode all game. I can see it from a DFS perspective, Not but if my uh, if my season long playoffs are on the line, outside of a super flex, and maybe not even then, probably staying away from Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton not on your radar, but is Tyler Boyd on your radar here this week, Frank? So I do like the usage from last week, obviously, right? The, the 10 targets with Andy Dalton back. He scored a touchdown. John Ross is expected to be back for this game. I don't think that he's going to play a full complement of snaps. I was actually reading up about John Ross last night. Apparently, he was like an inch away from something puncturing an artery uh, and him, you know, his injury potentially being fatal. So uh, shout out to John, John Ross. I'm happy that he's all right. But ultimately, the Cleveland Browns over the past eight weeks, I'm going to keep referencing this chart because I, uh, I thought it was pretty awesome work. Over the past eight weeks, they're allowing the eighth fewest fantasy points to slot receivers. So I, I think it's a tougher spot here for Tyler Boyd, but based on the usage from last week, he is still in that high-end wide receiver three, uh, low-end wide receiver two territory. EY, what say you? Yeah, I'm not super interested in, in anybody. The only person that I think that, that could have an okay game is Mixon. I feel like uh, they're, they're starting to to use him more and, and use him more properly because he should be catching the ball, running the ball, get, getting heavy usage. So Mixon is a guy that I trust on the Bengals. And if you, if you I mean, if you have Boyd, you're probably going to start him. Uh, you're not scared of the Cleveland secondary at all. So And there's obviously a connection between him and Andy Dalton. EY, did you see my tweet last night about Joe Mixon? Is that why you brought him up, EY? 
No, I like Joe Mixon. I've liked him all year. Um, I have him on a bunch of my teams, but the sad truth is, is he just wasn't getting used like like yep. he he should have been. Uh, but I feel that has been turning the last couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So here's what I tweeted out, Greg. Drink for everybody at home. Over the last five games for Joe Mixon, he's averaging 19.8 carries per game, 77.8 rushing yards. He has three total touchdowns, and he has at least three targets in four of those five games. During that span, Greg, he is the RB10 in fantasy points per game. So the workload has been there for Joe Mixon, starting to score more touchdowns. Absolutely, Targets are up for him as well. And Cleveland is 23rd in run defense DVOA. So Joe Mixon, for me, high-end RB2. On the other side, it's Cleveland Browns. Odell Beckham talking about today. He doesn't know where he'll be next year. What? You have a, <laughs> you have a contract. Maybe he'll just go off on an excursion. Who knows? Uh, we'll find There's out. a lot of players that just don't play out their does contracts want, nowadays. Does he want to be there? Does he not want to be there? He goes, you know what? I'm not going to answer that question. Yeah. Like, what? Uh, maybe he'll be posing for GQ Why? somewhere. Why is it always receivers? What is it about wide receivers? And they're all lunatics. I got Why is that? I got nothing for you. It doesn't make any sense. All right. Yeah. Sorry. EY, maybe it's uh, concussions. Yeah, that's not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Set you right up for that. Um, for Odell Beckham, I had a question today, which is why I'm bringing the Odell Beckham part up. Start three of these guys. Ready? Yep. Devontae Parker, mm-hmm. Odell Beckham, I think, Alan, I, I think I got the same question. Alan Robinson, yeah. and Kenny Galladay. Yeah, so I got the same question, I and yeah. I told this gentleman to bench Kenny Galladay. As did I. Yeah, and I, I don't feel great about it because you can throw against the Vikings. You can actually attack them with wide receivers. The last time the Lions faced the Vikings, Marvin Jones had four receiving touchdowns. So you know that you can actually take advantage of the Vikings in that way, but you still have some pause when it comes to David Blow, Blau, however you want to say his name, as the quarterback here for the Detroit Lions. Allen Robinson, the targets have been consistent. We spoke about that earlier on. Odell Beckham... Look, ultimately, you just trust Baker Mayfield in this spot more than you do, you know, a, a third-string quarterback of the Detroit Lions going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, it's a good matchup here as well, right? So you would expect Odell Beckham to take advantage of this. You like the quarterback play more. So I think it's close, but I would choose to bench Kenny Galladay. What about you, EY? Yeah, I would feel probably the same way as how I would end up answering that question. But, but man, I don't know. I uh, Galladay looked pretty good last week. Um him and Blau or Blow or however you say his name, uh, like you guys are saying. I mean, they seem to be uh, a, a bit of a connection. I think Galladay, that may have been his best game all year. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think it is. Um, and, and Beckham has just been so such a disappointment for where he was drafted. Um, but I think I would still sit Galladay out of those just because of the matchup for Beckham. Yeah, I agree, man. But it's like you're walk on the up, fence there. Up, like you want to use Galladay. Correct. And the thing is with the the thing with Blau is why I lean to just bench Galladay against Minnesota. You're right. They can be beaten through the air. It's still like a ferocious pass rush. Like He only had five targets, too. That's I know, the thing, right? I know. Like yep. Obviously, all of his production, most of his production came on that 175-yard play. And it was a broken play. It was obviously a misassignment for the Chicago Bears. And that was great. Like If you ended up starting Kenny Galladay, I actually had to tweet out on Thanksgiving, I apologize to all the people that I told to bench Kenny Galladay. I saw the tweet. Because you know, I felt I terrible. You know, the, the guy first play of the game ends up scoring a 75-yard touchdown. But you know, it's a broken play. Those things are going to happen in the NFL at times. And I think here, just, you know, the targets have still been there for Odell Beckham. He's wide receiver 26 on the season. Yes, he's been a disappointment. But, you know, 
again, the targets are there. You can take advantage of Cincinnati. Actually, you know, while we're talking about this game, I love Jarvis Landry too, Greg. I mean, he's wide receiver 14 on the season. He has double-digit targets in five of his last six. You can, uh, it's actually easier to target the slot receiver against the Cincinnati Bengals than anything else. So uh, I, I like both of these guys. Obviously, Jarvis Landry is a legit, you know, high-end wide receiver too at this point. Absolutely, Jarvis Landry, as I said the last couple of weeks, right? The top receiver for Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns, and it has been that way uh, for a little while now. Greg, would you use Baker Mayfield over Dak Prescott? Baker Mayfield, 17-plus fantasy points in four of his last five games. Cincinnati's defense has been playing better as of late. You know, the Jets came in hot last week, and they they shut that down real quick. Cincinnati's defense has been a lot better as of late, actually. Would I use him over Dak? Because I saw this question on Twitter earlier, and said analysts I would said not. Baker easily. I, I would like, not. I don't think it's that easy. I, I would not use him over. They're eight and a half point favorites. You yeah, could run yeah. on this team, yeah. right? Like, and Cincinnati's it, defense is better. The, if the Browns get up in this game, you know, we're going to see a lot of Chubb. We're going to see a lot of Kareem Hunt. I have Nick Chubb as a top three running back this week going up against this Cincinnati Bengals defense. And then Kareem Hunt actually outsnapped Nick Chubb for the first time last week. That's because they were playing from behind. But he has at least five targets in three of four games that he's been active for with the Browns. Cincinnati allowing 4.67 yards per carry to running backs, the eighth most fantasy points. I think Kareem Hunt is a low in RB2. I think Nick Chubb is a top five running back this week. Uh, Nick Chubb, he's got to get the freaking carries though, man. Like It's very, very frustrating that he doesn't play any third downs anymore. He's essentially splitting snaps 50-50 with Kareem Hunt. He's a lot like Derrick Henry now. It's very That's what it comes fr- down to. It's very frustrating. Yeah. So Nick Chubb, I guess a lot of it does depend on Kareem Hunt next year, but if Kareem Hunt's back on this team next year, what do you do about Nick Chubb in your draft? I still think that Chubb is going to be a first-round pick next year because he has seen a lot of volume. Even with Mm -hmm. Kareem Hunt being there, you look at his game log, he's still getting 20 carries, what seems like, every single week. The targets have been down, but they still use him in the red zone. He gets the goal line work, um, and the talent is obviously there with Nick Chubb. So I think heading into next year, you know, whether Kareem Hunt is there or not, if Kareem Hunt is there, Nick Chubb's probably a... Low, uh, like a back-end first-round pick. I agree. And I think if Kareem Hunt is gone, Nick Chubb's probably a top-five pick. Next I year. completely am on the same page with you. We got about a minute to go before the break, so let me uh, sneak in one more game here. And that is a game between Detroit and Minnesota. Like, we were talking about this with Kenny Galladay anyway, right? So let's just kind of dive in full throttle here, what you do about these pieces. And you've talked a lot, because I own Bo Scarborough, about how you don't want to start Bo Scarborough this week. There's plenty of... Oh, no. I've, I've looked into this a little bit more, Greg. Oh my. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I, I Look, Wednesdays are my big research night, Greg. Bo Scarborough, the usage the past three weeks, 14, 18, and 21 carries. Minnesota just got ran all over by Seattle. You traded him away, didn't you? Greg, it's, Greg's going to kill me. No, I didn't trade him away. Minnesota has allowed the eighth most fantasy points to running backs over the last yeah, month. No, I, I've been trying to tell you that. Yeah. And you said, oh, despite what they did on, on Monday night, like they've, I still don't want to start Bo. But they are 13-point. They are 13-point dogs. So I'm now in the same predicament, Frank. All right, what is your question, Greg? I will try to answer it to the best of my ability. I was trying to make this about me, and you just turned it about me. (laughs) Well, I want to help you out. I need the help, man. It's it's Bo, it's Patrick Laird, it's Alexander Madison. What do I do? I feel like yesterday I probably ranked Bo Scarborough last of those three. You did. We're going with Bo, baby. Are you kidding me? (laughs) EY, what about you? Bo, Patrick Laird, Alexander Madison. Yeah, I'd probably go Bo as well. The came out today that Dalvin Cook is going to play Sunday for for certain. So So you're saying that the three of us Bo leave! We're back, baby!
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, running through these Thursday games, I realized, EY... You mean uh, Sunday games, Greg. Sunday games, sorry. <laughs> um, I realized, uh, as we talked about Bo leaving, like, you probably could actually get us to talk to Bo Dallas if we, if we, if we wanted. He, he Bo leaves with us. Yeah, we, we probably could. Um, Bo, uh, not much of a fantasy guy out of the B team. That's uh, yeah. more uh, Joe Henning, uh, right. big, big fantasy guy. Uh, yeah, Bo's a good dude. Bo's a good All right, nice. So we all Bo leave together. We're Bo leaving and Bo Scarborough this week. I can't believe we're doing this again. We but, should buy Bo Dallas a Bo Scarborough jersey from the BFFs. All right, we can do that. You want to do that? And then he'll have to become a Detroit Lions. What if Bo Scarborough like, is on a different team next year and stinks and we just wasted our money? No, 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 no. I don't know if I should start over my man, doesn't, Patrick Laird. It doesn't seem like a good financial decision, It guys. doesn't seem like a good financial decision. All right, well, let's go to player show. We can buy, we can buy a little bit cheaper. We can buy Joe. Maybe we should buy Joe Henning. That by the way, EY, you, you froze when we started to tell you this. I got a text you after the show and I found out about what happened in the NXT League. I am still dying to know. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll be back. Dive back into Minnesota um, and Detroit. Frank, you, you like Bo more than you realize, and now you like Andrew. You don't hate Alexander Madison either. I don't. I, I think that he is in, in the RB3 territory, or, uh, the flex conversation as well. Uh, Detroit is still allowing a lot of receiving touchdowns to running backs recently, but they actually have been stronger against the position than they were earlier on in the season. They haven't allowed more than 75 rushing yards to an RB over their last four games. I did mention to you yesterday, Greg, what Dalvin Cook did against the Lions last time he faced them, over 100 yards and two touchdowns. They've been a little bit better recently, but I think if they get up in this game, when they get up in this game, the Minnesota Vikings, they probably put Dalvin Cook on ice, and I think Alexander Madison probably gets his you know, 10 to 12 touches, maybe 14 touches, something like that. Uh, and against this defense, that should be enough for him to uh, give you flex-worthy production. So um, I think that he is in that conversation. What's Adam Thielen's status for Sunday? He still is not practicing. So we assume he's out again. We assume it's that not looking good. We assume that he re-aggravated this injury last, last Monday. week. Yep. yep. Last Monday, he re-aggravated this injury and he's out again. Last week we were trying to figure out uh, not nothing because we thought he was playing, but no one's really taking advantage outside of Kyle Rudolph. We talked before um, about some of the tight ends out there. Is Kyle Rudolph? We mentioned Jason Wynn. Is Kyle Rudolph somebody that we can go back to? He scored obviously a bunch of touchdowns recently. There's no Adam Thielen. Are you comfortable going with Kyle Rudolph? I think that he is in that same conversation as uh, Jason Witten. So I have Kyle Rudolph as my tight end 15. I have Jason Witten as my tight end 16. So they are, you know, once you get past the the Mark Andrews, Hunter Henrys, everyone is basically a streamer. It's just who has the best matchup. So uh, I have Tyler Higby ranked very high this week. It doesn't look like Everett's going to be good to go again. Uh, then Dallas Goddard, Vance McDonald against the Cardinals. And then you start to get into the rest of these guys. But Kyle Rudolph, six touchdowns over his last six games. One of those games was against the Lions where he once again scored a touchdown. So 
I think that Kyle Rudolph is in that mix. And same thing with Stephon Diggs. I mean, he had nine targets last week. Couldn't really do much with those targets. But the last time he faced Detroit, seven receptions for 143 yards. I think he is in play as a wide receiver, too. No Adam Thielen. Who else are they going to throw to? Totally agree. We've been saying that all year long. Um, EY, I, I asked you about Bo. I'll go ask you about Alexander Madison. I know you said, uh, hey, Dalvin Cook's probably going to play. He's been adamant he's playing Sunday. But from a fantasy perspective, I'm nervous about it. I have been nervous about it. Can you start Madison? I mean, I feel like if you're ultra desperate, I I, I have him in a league um, where I could play him. I'm not going to play him. I, I don't need him. He, it was more of a a pickup just in case uh, if Delvin Cook goes back down. Obviously, he's a good running back uh, in a great scheme for the running backs in a team that wants to run the ball a lot. Um, but I think if Delvin Cook is adamant on playing, uh, he's clear to play, uh, and he's going to play. Uh, so, I, I mean, for me, I wouldn't start Madison unless you absolutely had to start him. And I actually hope that the Lions kind of keep this game close, Greg, because if they can, Kirk Cousins should be in play for another great game. You remember earlier on in the season, Adam Thielen called out his quarterback after that game against the Bears where they just looked dreadful. Since then, he is the QB7 in fantasy points per game, and that's exactly where I have him ranked this week. He is my QB7. Last time he faced this Detroit Lions secondary, threw for three hundred over 300 yards and four touchdowns. So, it's a good matchup. You just need the game to remain competitive or else they're just going to turn it over to Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Absolutely. Kirk Cousins in that spot against Detroit should be a good one. A lot of Stephon Diggs we expect. Let me go to my quarterback, Frank. That's my man, Matt Ryan. He's with the Atlanta Falcons taking on Carolina. What? Nothing. Continue. What, what, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. What was that? I, I'm just. I'm not a Matt Ryan guy. I know you're not a Matt Ryan. Where is he in your rankings this week, bud? Uh, let's, uh, let's pull that up for you. You're not going to like this, Greg. That would be QB19. You serious? I am very serious. Why are you doing this? I am completely serious, Greg. Why? How about this? I have a nice little stat for you. Please. How about this? Sure. Matt Ryan has played four games since returning from his ankle injury. Yes. He has four touchdowns and four interceptions during that span. Uh-huh. He is the QB 25 in fantasy points per game. What is, it, what is your justification for wanting to play Matt Ryan at this point, Greg? Carolina's going to match up. Carolina is also a very good matchup to run the football, Greg. Like there's, I'm, I'm, playing, second, I'm playing Devontae Freeman. <laughs> that's not good. This is uh, this is the old switcheroo for you. I, I just I don't think Matt Ryan is healthy right now. Yes, if he gets back Julio Jones, he should be all right. He should be serviceable. I, I just I can't rank him higher than the other quarterbacks that I have ahead of him right now. It's just I like those other guys more. I mean, Drew Brees at home, yes, tough matchup against San Francisco, but he plays so well at home. Jacoby Brissett going up against the Tampa Bay Bucks secondary. I, I really like that matchup for him. You know, maybe Kyler Murray is one that I can move even lower because Pittsburgh has a really good pass rush, and they're going to get after Kyler Murray. But then Ryan Fitzpatrick. I I love Fitzpatrick in this game against the Jets. He did really well against them last time he played. So I think that teams can just run, run, run all over the Carolina Panthers that they don't have to throw that much. I think Devontae Freeman has a big game, and you know maybe Matt Ryan puts up something just pedestrian like, 250 and one, or you know, like something around there, 250 and two. I, I just don't think that there's big upside in this game. All right, no upside in this one, uh, for Matt Ryan, say Zoo. EY, I assume you're on my side, right? <laughs> oh, I don't know if I would say I'm on, on either of your side. I would I'd probably, uh, I don't, I don't do rankings, but I would, uh, put him somewhere in the middle. Matt Ryan, as you guys know, is someone I was super high on in the offseason. Um, that hasn't come to fruition every week. Uh, he's had ups and downs. Um, but I do feel like, uh, 
like they're, they're, they're going to push getting Hooper back for him. If that happens, will be a big deal. And obviously having Julio Jones available, we'll, we'll make our break one way or the other. If there is no Hooper, a new jo- no Julio Jones, then who I, I might be looking for a different quarterback, buddy. It looks like Austin Hooper is going to play. He's and, been and Julio Jones too. Full. Julio has been limited, but I think he will be able to play this week. That obviously helps Matt Ryan. I just... I like the spots for some of these other quarterbacks this week, the matchups that they have. Uh, so I'm I'm out on Matt Ryan. I think Devontae Freeman has a big game, as I mentioned. We just saw Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson combine for 228 rushing yards and three touchdowns against this Panthers defense. They've just been gashed by running backs all season long. In Devontae Freeman's first game back, he played 67% of the snaps. I think he is a solid RB2 this week, Greg. A solid RB2 in the mix, his touches have been there for Devontae Freeman. The end zone has not been there for Devontae Freeman. I agree he's a solid RB2. We'll see if he can get there against a bad Carolina uh, rush defense here this week. On the other side, the questions I've gotten are all about Curtis Samuel and where he stacks up in the wide receivers this week. He's obviously a deep uh, a deep target for Kyle Allen, um, but is he someone that you should be relying on in your fantasy playoffs? For Curtis Samuel? Yes. I think Curtis Samuel is a wide receiver three. I mean, that's what he has been. I think that's what he will continue to be. Obviously, you can still throw against this Atlanta Falcons secondary. And, you know, while DJ Moore is getting all of the attention, and rightfully so, DJ Moore has just elevated himself into wide receiver one status, Curtis Samuel has at least six targets in 10 of 12 games. So, the you know, the opportunity, the target share has actually been there for him. And uh, we just saw... You know, Atlanta gave up some big games to wide receivers recently. Chris Godwin had 184-2. and two. Uh, I know it wasn't last week, but it was the last time they played the Saints. Uh, Michael Thomas had 13 for 152. So this Falcon secondary is still sketchy. I think Curtis Samuel is a wide receiver three. DJ Moore, bona fide, a wide receiver one. DJ, DJ Moore, absolutely a wide receiver one here against the Atlanta Falcons. I agree with you, Samuel, as the wide receiver three. Let me hit another game, Frank. Let me get to arguably the game of the weekend. Not the game of the weekend, but a, definitely your top one o'clock game between Baltimore and Buffalo. This game uh, is in Buffalo. Josh Allen against the Ravens. And I've asked you in regards to the quarterback, what do you do about Josh Allen? It's a really tough schedule. Uh, he performed last week in Dallas. This week, he's at home against a tough Baltimore defense. Do you feel comfortable? I'll actually go to you, EY, to start. EY, do you feel comfortable playing your boy Josh Allen this week at home against Baltimore? He's been good, and he's been good all year. Um, playing against the Baltimore Ravens um, it is, a, is a weird place to be. Their defense has been pretty good. Um, the team is amazing. One of my favorite teams to watch. It's just a completely different style of football. And I believe... Lamar Jackson is going to score, and that's going to force Allen. This is going to be, uh, like, I, f- I feel a real feather game for him, like where you know he can say, like, I I held my own against them. I I I I beat possibly Lamar Jackson straight up. So this is a big Break game. Out. Yeah, big game for 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 Josh Allen, and I I w- wouldn't feel comfortable starting him but i think if he's your quarterback you gotta just start him and hope that he produces like he has been baltimore's given up the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this season frank yeah and since marcus peters has joined the team no qb has multiple touchdown passes against them that includes russell wilson tom brady deshaun watson jared goff and jimmy garoppolo so some pretty potent offenses there that this secondary has held down But I'm right there with EY. I said this last week about Josh Allen going into that Thanksgiving game against the Cowboys. I think he's matchup proof. 
He has 17 or more fantasy points in 11 of 12 games this season. He doesn't throw for only a game, ton of yards. Only game he didn't have it was against New England at home uh, at the end of September. And he got knocked out of that game yes, where Matt did. Barkley came in and he had concussion symptoms, so he didn't get to finish that game. He throw three interceptions in that one. Though. Yeah, look, uh, that's when you know the, the Patriots' defense was still clicking on all cylinders, uh, but ultimately, Josh Allen doesn't throw for a lot of yards, he doesn't throw for a lot of touchdowns, but he has a safe floor in fantasy because of what he can do with his legs. He's almost like a Lamar Jackson he is, light. very much Obviously, so. he doesn't, you know, he's not a running back in a quarterback's body like Lamar Jackson is. You know, he doesn't move the same way, but he does take off and he does run and he has a safe floor in fantasy because of that. So he is the QB5 on the season. He is my QB12. He is a low-end QB1 for me. Uh, I, I would stream Tannehill and Sam Darnold over him. Those are the only, like, streaming-type quarterbacks. Not Ryan Fitzpatrick. I would not use Fitzpatrick over Josh Allen this week. I, I think that the floor is still a little bit lower for Fitzpatrick, but I trust Josh Allen at this point. All right, you're trusting Josh Allen here, even in a very, very tough matchup. What about the weapons that Josh Allen has? What about Devin Singletary? And what about Frank Gore? And what about John Brown, Cole Beasley? You mentioned, you mentioned the numbers of Cole Beasley yesterday. He's got more fantasy points this year than Odell Beckham has. What about those guys? So I think that Cole Beasley is maybe just outside the wide receiver three territory, uh, but he has been very good. I mean, his usage recently, at least 74 yards or a touchdown in six of his last seven games. Uh, Baltimore is third in pass defense DVOA. Obviously, we highlighted how good their secondary has been. I think it's easier to throw against the slot against the Baltimore Ravens. They don't allow a lot of big plays, which makes John Brown more of a... Low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. I mean, the targets have just been there all year for John Brown. I don't think that you can get away from him. It's a revenge game for John Brown as well. Uh, I think Cole Beasley is more of a low-end wide receiver three in PPR leagues. Devin Singletary, the workload has been there. The snaps have been there. Um, Starting all your bills. You can't get away from him. And Raheem Mostert just ran wild against the Ravens. So, uh, for me, Devin Singletary is a very solid RB2. Right, so you're going still with your Bills. EY, I'll go to you with the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, we know about Mark Ingram. We know about Lamar Jackson. Do you start Hollywood Brown this week? That's the question we got to answer. Yeah, I think you do because I think that uh, the, the Buffalo Bills are going to score as well. And uh, this game is going to be very interesting. I'll be watching it for sure. Uh, Buffalo Bills fan from birth. Titans is my team of choice, but a piece of my soul will always be with the Buffalo Bills. Mark Andrews against the best tight end defense in the league. Tough spot for Andrews. For EY and Frank, I'm Greg. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We We hope. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. What did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. You know, one production is telling me to wear this. The other production is telling me to wear that. So, you know what, Greg? I'm just going to wear a button-down shirt. When we go over to MSG later, I'll throw on a little jacket. 
We'll be all good, buddy. All right. We'll be all good. All right, so let's, uh, I know we're at the end of the game, we're the Thursday night football. No Virginia Zaka, she tore her ACL. How about the irony in that? <laughs> she tore her ACL from inside injuries. Uh, it seems that she has quite the injury herself playing soccer. Yeah. I didn't know that she was a soccer player. Oh, I knew player. that. She was an athlete, yeah. Yeah, so that is uh, very unfortunate. We will not have her this week. Hopefully, she'll be uh, she'll be good to go in, in the coming weeks after she has surgery. But uh, yeah, we, we asked her what her optimal recovery time was. Don't think she liked those jokes. We then gave we then gave her optimal recovery time. She didn't like that one either. Oh, it's no response. Um, let's. I, in fact, she just might never join us again, Greg. At this point, it wouldn't be the first girl you sh- shoot away. What does that mean? You know what it means. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I know what it means. I don't know what you're talking about. I know what it means. Um, all right, let's get some breaking news before we hit the break. James Conner. Out this Sunday for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He will not return at Arizona. Are you comfortable, EY, going back to Benny Snell? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, I think if you have Benny Snell or, you know, you were carrying Benny Snell in replace of Connor, like what choice do you have? It's not like uh, you would have a bunch of other running backs that you could get. I mean, Snell looked okay. Uh, So, I mean, comfortable, I don't think would be the word to describe it. I think I would, I'd feel forced to play him. I don't know if force is the right word either. You're right, EY. Like, I wouldn't feel comfortable with it. I I think I would just feel fine. Like that's the word that I would say about Fine, Benny maybe. Snell as a as a low end RB two, a high end RB three flex option. You know he's not going to do anything in the pass game. He got off to a real slow start last week, Greg, and I was sure. worried. Yeah. They were using Jalen Samuels early on yep. in that game, and Kareth White was getting his uh, his five carries in the first half of that game as well. Uh, but ultimately, when when it came push to shove, Benny Snell ended up being the guy. He scored a touchdown. Uh, he tried his best to do a goal uh, goal dunk. It was more like a layup. Sure. Benny Snell, more of a... Well, you're not allowed to dunk it anymore. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a heavier fellow. You're not allowed to dunk it anymore. So I, I don't think that he has the the ups to to get up there to the goalpost. Uh, but he did try his best. He scored a touchdown. The workload has been there for him uh, against Arizona. I think it should be a competitive game. I actually really like the Steelers in that game. Um, so I, I think he's a solid flex option. A high-end flex option, Greg. Who would you rather start? James, um, Benny Snell or the Niners guys? Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert, Devin Coleman? So that's basically where I'm up to in my ranking. So I ranked my top 24, <laughs> right. and then it's just blah. It's yeah. like everything else. Yeah. It's Benny Snell. It's the 49ers running back. So I'm currently working on that. But as of now, based on the news that we got from J- James Conner being out, I would prefer Benny Snell over the 49ers I, running backs. I probably agree. There's too much in question when it comes to the Niners. At least Benny Snell. You know he's going to get his 15 carries. You know, know his role. Yeah. Especially against Arizona. 